we'll see. You don't know yet. Let's go to the Word this morning. You can have such great music and you wonder, do you even preach the Bible there? Because the music's so good. And a lot of times you can just go to church and there's music, but where'd the Word go? Amen? We didn't build this. music. I love music. I've been a musician for years. I love music. But we need the Word of God. You hear me? Yes or no? And we need, yeah, praise the Lord. Come on, man. Yes. That's our, that's our daily bread. That's our food. Amen. And what's great is when you can have songs that have the Word of God in them. Amen. And so we try to have songs here. The songs today were great. There were a lot of songs that said, Jesus, Jesus, there was Jesus. And let me tell you about my, what's his name? Jesus. See, I love songs like that. There's no mistake who we talking about. It ain't your husband, it ain't your wife, because sometimes songs can sound like that. And that's okay occasionally, but the bottom line is we want the message to get out about Jesus Christ. Amen? So, and that's why we have the Word here. So let's go to the Word this morning. I'm in a series called Body Language. Body Language. And that's a common term out there, body language. We're giving off a language. Amen? I mean, husbands and wives can have fights and never say a word. It's that look. Amen? Or that gesture. Or whatever. And uh, we've learned how to, you know, to really tell people off without our mouth sometimes. And it's gotten really ugly out there. Amen. But the bottom line is the church is giving off a message. The church is giving off a message. And I had a local uh, ministry that, was, that, that said, and they, they stood by it, that the church is to scare people. Okay? Guys, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. In my life. Amen. People are scared to death. And I get that. The, it would, wouldn't it be nice if the world respected the church? Yes or no? I get that. I get that side. I like that. I understand. But there's a big difference between that and scaring people. That'd be like a husband because Jesus is our bridegroom. Is he our bridegroom? And are we the bride? That'd be like a husband telling the wife, you need to be scared of me. Does that sound good? Yes or no? You see where I'm coming from? Or the bride, the church, telling the husband, you need to be scared of me. But the Bible does teach that wives see that you respect your husbands. Amen. And it does teach husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. But that idea that the church should be scary, it, it already is scary. You hear me? A lot of people don't want to come because they're scared to death. And we've given several reasons why they're scared to come to this place. The overarching reason and the reason we exist today is to love people. You hear me? We love Jesus Christ, but we need to do what to people? We need to what? Not scare people. Y'all hear me or not? Are y'all listening loud and clear today? So, we're giving off a language. Is it scary? Is it loving? Last week was 1 Corinthians 13. We dissected a little bit. We went back to chapter 12. Talked a little about that. Why the church is not effective today. Let's go to one of my favorite Verses I've ever found about reaching people and loving people. I'm going to share that with you today. And we've been doing it for 19 years. And, uh, but actually, I found this verse years later after starting this ministry uh, with so many people that helped me. But uh, let's go to the message today. Roger, let's go with it. Now, our message here at Fellowship, say it with me, is what? Say it loud. We love and we love. One more time, in case you're new. Our message at Fellowship is what? We love and we love. Why do we say that? Why didn't we just say we love God? Because today, so many gods. You hear me? God has a name. His name is Jesus. Did y'all hear me or not? He is not just 
born in Bethlehem, he is very God. You hear me or not? He's seated at the right hand of God the Father. We understand it's complicated that God is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But guys, God has a name, and his name is Jesus. You hear me? So we put it right there. You can say you love God, you love this, you love whatever. But God won't have anything to do with you unless you love His Son. Did y'all hear me or not? Yes or no? There is no other way to God the Father except through who? Jesus Christ. Well, that's a narrow-minded. Yeah, it is. Why don't we just tell the truth? Say, that is the truth. What about all those other people? All those other people need to come the same way. What did Jesus say? I am the way, the truth, the Then what's that last part? No man comes to the who. But by who? Clear as crystal. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten what? That whosoever believes in who? Should not perish, but have everlasting life. So that's the message, guys. The message at fellowship is this. It's based on this scripture. Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's a lot says in other passages, your might and your strength. So that means everything. You're giving it your all. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto the first one. Say it with me. Thou shalt do what? Love your... Does it say you should scare your neighbor? Yeah! You're going to hell! Is that the way we do this? I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't going to work. I mean, it might for a while build a congregation. A message like that can come across tough and strong and mean. You always got people that will jump on that wagon. That's a small wagon, baby. But we're to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, and mind, and His name is Jesus. And we're to love people as who? And that's another message of fellowship. We love Jesus. We love people. And this is a message that through a lot of pain in my life, about 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I went through, killed me. And we added this message, strong, I matter. Say that with me. I what? I have value. I'm not a piece of garbage. God, listen, we can never love people like we should love people until we know how much God loves us. God loves me. I mean, some of you say, yeah, but I've done this, but I've done that. Listen, He died for you. He He shed His blood for you. He loves the snot out of you. And he can, he can absolutely let my Jesus change your life. He can take somebody mean as a snake. Amen? And he can turn them into somebody awesome. The love of God. Amen? So that's our message. We love Jesus. We love people. But also don't forget you matter and you have value. Now let's go with this message. Body language. Rod, you've got to push me now, Bubba. Let's throw that away. Gone. Here we go. Persuading people is the topic today. Persuading people. That's what we need to do here at this church. We need to persuade people. We need to do this as a believer in Christ. We need to persuade people that Jesus Christ loves them. You think you're going to do that by scaring them? Say, ah! Jesus loves you! Can we go to the Bible? How about that? Let's try to see how we can persuade people. Because they really matter. Say that with me. Persuading people because they what? They really matter. This was on my radio show this week. This has been something I've loved and have been about for years. I don't want to meet people. And you know when I meet people, I'd like them to know I care about them. 
Is there a lady named Dolly here today? Dolly, I met you today, I think maybe for the first time. Personally, I don't know if that's true or not. It wasn't. I'd met you before. But I know today you've been hurting, desperately and hurting. And uh, we need to pray for her as she's lost her husband. And I get that. That's hard, so hard on you. But you know what, Miss Dolly? I wanted you to know the little time I spent with you today that you mattered to me. And I want to take that time. I want to put my arms around you and hug you. And I'm sorry I'm calling you out, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because you need to know you're loved. You know that you matter and you're not alone. And I wanted whatever time I had with you today, I wanted to persuade you that you that you are cared for. You hear me? And I know other people care for you, but I just want to know that I cared for you some. And that's that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at at this message today, persuading people. How can we persuade people? There's a crazy scripture over in Zechariah in the Old Testament. Let's look at it, Raj. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Got ahead of myself. Paul was about persuading people, not scaring people. <laughs> he was about persuading people. Paul actually was bound in chains, and he was before King Agrippa, ruler Agrippa, and, and he shared Christ with him. He shared Jesus Christ with this ruler. And King Agrippa said to Paul, say it with me, you almost what? Persuaded me to be a what? A Christian. Paul was trying. And Paul said, I would to God that not only you, but also all that hear me this day, were both almost and what? All together, such as I am. Not that he's bragging on himself, but he says, I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I wish you all were. I want all of you to go to heaven. I want all of you to be forgiven. He said, I want you to be like me except for these what? These chains. So it's a scriptural thing, guys, for us to persuade people. Are y'all hearing me pretty clear? I think you know this, but let's just, let's just double down on it and check it out. So persuading people because people really matter. Now let's go, Raj. I got a little ahead of you. Zachariah. So I was reading along one day, and it just hit me. Look at this scripture right here. Now we know it's in the Old Testament. We know that it's later times. It was prophesied this would happen. But I want you to see you can learn a lot from the Old Testament. You can learn a lot and some incredible principles. Look at this one here. Thus says the Lord of hosts, In those days it shall come to pass that ten men... Can you say ten? And that's important when you're starting a church. Because you start with a very few. But you've got to believe that what you're doing, preaching the gospel, that God's going to bless and you're going to reach people for Christ. This scripture teaches that ten men shall take hold out of all language of the nations... Even shall take hold of the what? Skirt or the clothes of him that's a Jew. And I know this is different. I get that. But there's a great principle here if you'll just listen. Ten men, all languages, going to take hold of the skirt of him that's a Jew, saying, say that last part with me. Now get it down. We will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Now we're going to say that again. One more time. Pop it up. We will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Now, that's, that's, that's a great scripture. 
Just imagine somebody, the influence you can have in somebody's life, multiple people's lives, because of your love for Jesus Christ and your love for them, and because you know you matter, and you know that you were a sinner, man, and still are, and God saved your sorry tale, and you thank the Lord for that, and that, that just radiates throughout your life. I believe that Scripture teaches if you live that way, people are going to want to grab on to what you got. And they're going to want to go with where you're going. You hear me? And I don't think that's kooky preaching. Did y'all hear me? But, so, they said, we've heard that God is with you. We've heard that God is... That's the, church, the church today has lost that in, in large measure. We go to church. We fill out a little whatever. We do our time on Sunday morning. Put some money in the offering plate. The world is lost. They need Jesus Christ. They need the Lord. If you're putting your hope and trust in Washington and politics, God help you. Our hope and trust is in Jesus Christ. You want to change Washington, change people. Reach people for Christ. More and more who love Him and live for Him, and it'll change a country. But I can't get into all that. I don't know about all that. All I know is this. It can change a life. It can change a family. It can change a mama. It can change a daddy. It can change a town. You hear me or not say. And God's been good, man. So this is a great scripture. So let's look at it. But... That was later on in the passage. So we backed it up a little bit. What is it? What is it that he said, if you'll do this, if you'll do certain things, people are going to say, they want to grab onto you a little bit. <laughs> They're going to say, hey, we've heard God's with you. We want to go where you're going. We want you to help us a little bit. Amen. Say, I'm going to stretch this shirt. Lord knows it needs stretching, doesn't it? Golly. That's another story, but anyway, look at this scripture. This is prior to what we just read. Now, just hang in here. It's going to cause your brain to work a little bit. These are the things you shall do. What? Yeah, these are the things you shall do. Speak every man truth to his neighbor. Execute judgment and truth and peace in your gates. Let none of you imagine evil in your hearts against his neighbor. And love no false oath. For all these things are things that I hate, says the Lord. Did y'all see that? I want to break that down for us today. Y'all ready? So that now you can read it and you can get something out just by reading it. But man, if we'll break it down a little bit, we're going to understand something. So, if I want to persuade people, if I want to persuade people for the Lord, there are four things I must do. Can you say four things? Four things from Zechariah, from this passage. This is the Word of God. And it can change. You can do this in your house. You do it with your young'uns. Do it everywhere you go. This is incredible. What are these four things, Gary, that people will say, we've heard God's with you? <laughs> you know what Jesus said? He basically said, <sighs> he basically said, I can't believe that you don't believe me. In this adulterous and sinful generation. The gospel of Jesus Christ should shine so bright right now. Listen guys, when you live for the Lord, when you love Jesus Christ, and you will do some of these things we're going to talk about, you will be the light that he said you could be. Amen? But when you muddy the water and you mix it, I'm telling you, people can see it and they hate it. So let's see what these four things are. If you really want to persuade people, they are... 
huge. So here we go. Four things I must do from this passage. Number one, say that with me. Tell the what? Tell the truth. Okay, that's number one. If you're a liar, it's not going to fly. And we're going to get into these. Number two, say that with me. Make righteous and peaceful decisions. Now, this is how I'm going to persuade people. For the Lord. Keep that in mind. Number three, think, help me, and speak good things about people. Boy, that killed most of the church right there. Gossip is like, man, that's umero uno in the church. You can't even, can I join? Well, do you gossip? Yeah, you're welcome then. We don't like that at all. I hate it. Got it? Yes or no? Number four, say this one. Be sincere and detest phoniness in your commitment to God and others. That's talking about you now. Talking about me. We're to detest phoniness in who? In me. Okay? So let's break those down. Those four things, if we can learn those four things, we're going to be so much better at persuading people for Jesus Christ. Are you all with me so far? Is this over our heads so far? All right? You folks from Chicago, you all understanding me or not? You got it so far? All right. All right. I told you you're going to love me, but you don't know yet. Hang in here. Here we go. Now, when I say that I'm playing, amen? So I know it takes three or four times for people to even think about liking me. They come to church. They got a man's loud. He's big. He says crap. You know. So anyway, so God is with you. God is with you. Is that what people see in you? God is with you. Do people see that? They should. Yeah, but you're a pastor. They should see that in you. You're a believer in Jesus Christ. Do they see him in you? Well, Pastor, I want him to. I want them to see him. How can I do it? Well, I'm glad you asked. Zechariah, the old prophet, is going to help us today. Amen. Come on. So persuading people, man, because they really matter. So how can I persuade people? Now you've already seen it. You've already seen the answers. But let's just take some time and break them down one by one. Pop it up. Number one, my speech. Say that with me. My what? What I say. And I'm particularly thinking about truth here. Truth. Truth coming out of your mouth. Truth. Does truth come out of your mouth? Are you a liar? Well, sometimes. Well, everybody lies. No, everybody doesn't lie. You lie. How about that? Say. Well, nobody's perfect. Are you telling me you can't not lie? That's crazy. You're a believer in Christ, man. I'm not saying we don't have the flesh. I'm not saying you're not going to have to fight it. But you can win that war. Get you a free bracelet. Jesus strong. Put on your arm out there. And every time you battle, I go, well, Jesus can help me. Tell the truth, man. So what do people think of you? They think that you're a truth. You tell the truth or you lie. Peter said, but as much as has called you as holy as he's holy, you be what? Holy in all manner of your conversation. I'm specifically thinking about our lies here. And in telling the truth, we need to be holy right there. We need to tell people truth. Yes or no? Okay. Likewise, wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, for if they obey not the husbands in the word, husbands can be won without the word by the what of the wife? The conversation of the wife. And I know that's talking about a little bit more, but I really want to hone in on the truth. The truth. I tell you what, a lost, unsaved man who has a godly wife, who's a good woman, 
who doesn't lie about somebody, doesn't talk about people, tells the truth. I tell you what, she has an awesome opportunity to share Christ. And, and maybe she won't be the one that will lead him to the Lord. But I'm going to tell you something right now. She's made the powerful influence in the life of that man. And we can do that in other people's lives as well. While they behold your what? Chaste conversation coupled with fear. Amen? So we don't want to lie because that's dishonoring to the Lord. You hear me or not? And people are going to see that out of you because there's so many liars today. The church is full of liars. You hear me? Our world's full of liars. People lie to you just as soon as they look at you. You hear me or not? You're going to stand out when you're a person who doesn't lie. Y'all hear me or not? Y'all hear me? We're good? You understand this or not? We don't want to go on to point two unless you get point one now. All right? Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. And again, specifically, I'm talking about telling the truth, not being a liar. We call them a bald-faced what? Liar. <laughs> you know what I mean? You lie like a what? No. You got it. You see what I'm saying? We got the little words down. You know? That shouldn't be said of us in the church. Yes or no? Amen. People that love Jesus Christ and love people, we're lying to people. Preachers are the biggest liars. I watch on Christian TV. I watch some of the stuff they're saying. It is lies. God said to me in Psalm 119.19 for you to send $119.19. No, you a liar. God never said that. Okay? It's crazy. We don't follow that kind of mess. Y'all hear me or not say? Follow truth, man. Grab hold of truth. Grab hold of somebody that's telling me the truth. That's what, that's what will happen. That it may minister, well, but it is that which is good to the use of edifying. When you lie to people, you're not helping them. You hear me or not? That it may minister grace to the hearers. So, anyway, truth or lie. So that's number one. If you want to persuade people, then tell the what? One more time. If you want to persuade people, tell them the what? We got that one? Number two. My what? My touch. What I do. What I do. Righteous and peaceful decisions. Okay? That's what Zechariah said. Make righteous and peaceful decisions. Righteous and peaceful. So my question is, are you kind or hurtful? Hurtful is not righteous and peaceful. Y'all hear me or not? Guys, I'm not saying we don't struggle. But this is if we want to persuade people. If we want to persuade people in our home. Our friends and our family. Well, I've told them about Jesus. I don't just understand why they ain't listening to me. Maybe because you're meaner than a snake. Because you're just unkind, man. I was in a restaurant yesterday, and I almost got up and hit somebody in the mouth. I'm telling you, man. This particular guy in town, he don't like me, because he'd like for me to turn every one of these services into a political rally for the Republican Party. And I'm not going to do it. And he thinks he's better than everybody. And so he's sitting at about a table away from me, from you to me, from you to me, Chuck, and he's talking to somebody, talking about how churches don't stand for God in this country and that, you know, everything. And he just, just one thing after the other. And he was, he was saying it to her, but he was talking to me. Did y'all hear me or not? And I've had this happen before. 
But he's sitting there thinking he's so righteous as he's saying things like that. He doesn't know how close I was to grabbing the chair I was in and wrapping him right upside the head with it. Do you hear me or not? And most of that people would have been, they'd have thought, well, good for you, Gary. I came home and told Kim, I said, man, I just had a rough, rough, rough situation. I just barely told you stuff right there. I mean, I could talk to you about this. But I, uh, I told her, I said, it was rough. It was hard. I mean, you talk about some abuse yesterday. Sitting there having my coffee. And uh, they have these little meetings in town. And uh, they bring my name up there. Because I don't get up here, and I'm the most, I'm, I'm more conservative than any of them, but I'm conservative with a brain. You hear me? But with a heart. My heart is for Jesus Christ first, not this country. Did you hear what I just said? My heart is for Jesus Christ first. All right? I love my country. I love my country. Of course I do. But what can Gary do to make the biggest change in this country? How about this one? Preach Jesus Christ. He's the hope of the world. Not your next president. Are y'all hearing me? Am I making you mad as if I care? I'm killing this number point two, kind and hurtful. Like I said, I, tr- I struggle with it. Guys, we can say we're a believer in Christ, but if out of your mouth proceeds bitterness and hatefulness and things like that, you're, not per- you're persuading people to not grab your shirt and go with you. You're persuading people to grab you by the shirt and beat the crap out of you. You understand that? Are we clear on that, church? We understand. If it's possible, as much as lives within you, live what with all men? Peaceably. Dearly beloved, don't avenge yourselves. I felt like it yesterday. But thank God I knew the word. Gary, don't avenge yourself. You're going to be in the jail in the morning. See, that part of the brain don't kick in. Don't avenge yourselves. Rather give place for wrath. It's written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And that's exactly the way I was thinking yesterday. You can sit over there, talk about me like a dog. Try to get me to say something. And i got a feeling that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get my tail up. Thank God I had that coffee. I love coffee. If your enemy hunger, feed him. Enemy, enemy, hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him a drink. So doing, you'll heat coals of fire on his head. Don't overcome, don't be overcome of evil, Gary. But Gary, you overcome evil with good. This will persuade people. And honestly, honest to goodness, that situation yesterday happened. But the fact that I can stand on stage today and tell you what happened and how I responded. I'm not trying to say I'm a great person, but I am trying. I know one thing. This is persuading some of you now to live like this and not like the way I was feeling. You see how that works, yes or no? And some of you may be visiting for the first time today, but you're sitting there and you're persuaded by just what you're hearing, that the pastor is real and he's honest. And that he struggles like I do, but he wants God's Word to be priority in his life and not his old nature. You see where I'm coming from? This is how we persuade people. All right? 
And you can think of a lot of, a lot of situations in your own life, right? How many, let's just go ahead and put you on the spot. How many, you should have done the right thing, but you didn't. Let me see some hands. I mean, I'm telling you, I mean, I laid into him. And my hand can go up. I've done that before. But most likely that didn't persuade them. That persuaded them not to come on your property anymore. But it probably didn't persuade them to be a follower of Christ. Correct or not? Amen? We're learning today, ain't we? We're talking about body language. My heart. What they what? What they feel. Roger, can you slide back up and find Zechariah again? I'm sorry to do this to you, but that scripture where these four were, I need to read that scripture again, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. I hate to do that to you. Right here. Let none of you, verse 17, say it with me. Imagine what? Evil in your heart against your neighbor. Thanks, Raj. Go back to where we were. Thank you. Your heart. Your heart. Your heart. So my mouth, no lies. My hands, no harm. Righteous and peaceful. People are persuaded by this. Y'all hear me or not? Number three, my heart. What they felt when they met me. What do people feel? When they meet you, do they feel loved or hated? Yeah, but they're just feelings. Everybody all feelings. You know, I'm sorry. We do have feelings. People have feelings. You need to toughen up. I didn't mean it that way. Well, that's the way they felt. They don't want to have anything to do with you. Yeah, but they're just weak. Maybe you're just hateful. Y'all hear me? So how do people feel? That matters. Do they feel loved or hated? Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in synagogues. I mean, He went everywhere, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He was healing every sickness and every disease among the people. And when He saw the multitudes, I mean, people came to Jesus. You talk about people coming. They were coming by the droves, coming to Jesus. And when he saw him, he was what? Jesus was what? He was moved with compassion. Do people see you and me as people? When they see us, do they say like, I like that guy. I like them. They, they make me feel good. I'm not saying that you're not... I'm mean, sitting a feel-good gospel, but guys, we've got to help people not to hate us. Got it? Yes or no? Does that make any sense? Try that in dating. Hate the person you're dying. Just hate, just hateful, hateful, hateful. But I love you. We're idiots, but we get by with that in the church. We think it's okay to be that way as a child of the living God, and it is not. It's horrible. Jesus was moved with compassion because he saw people as people that are, that are fainting. That's our world today. They're just falling down, man. And we can sit here and complain and gripe, or we can say, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. If the world ever needed me, they need me now to love them, to care for them, to reach out to them. That doesn't mean that things don't bother you. It doesn't mean you won't stand up for righteousness. Not at all. I'm not saying that. But guys, we've got to make that extra effort that we don't come across as hateful. It's easy for us as conservatives right now to be hateful, isn't it? Yes or no? Pretty easy, ain't it? <laughs> you don't even have to work at it. 
all the crap you see going on, the mess you see going on in this country, that doesn't get you and me as believers in Christ off the hook. Period. The man who gave us the Bible, printed, printed, your printed Bible, was a man named William Tyndall. William Tyndall was burned at the stake. He was burned alive for trying to print the Bible so other people could see it. Guys, there's a lot of people that's gone before us that have put up with a lot worse than we're putting up with. And they didn't make excuses. You hear me? If anything, we need to, we need to work harder right now at not being hateful. Y'all hear me or not? It's a tough message for this crowd, isn't it? He saw them as scattered. I sure see a lot of scatterbrains today, I'll tell you that, running our country. As sheep having no shepherd. That's what America looks like right now. That's my opinion. So what do we do about it? How about we do this? How about we love people? We love our neighbor. We love our wife. We love people we don't know. We, we double down and we work harder and harder at reaching people for Jesus Christ and persuading them that the end could be near. You hear me or not? Matter of fact, the Bible says it's closer than we think. Did you know that? It's time to wake up out of our sleep, guys. This is how we persuade people. He said to his disciples, the harvest is plenteous. The laborers are few. There's a few people that's doing this. Not very many. Pray the Lord of the harvest. He'll send forth laborers into the field, man. What kind of laborers? People in the church. People who are Christians who don't lie. Who aren't hateful. You hear me? Who aren't hurtful to their friends and neighbors and their wives. Guys, we need help in this department. Keep yourselves in the love of God. That's what the Bible says. Keep yourself in the love of God. Look for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Some have compassion making a difference. Others you've got to save with fear. You've got to pull them out of the fire, man. You've got to get down and dirty and even burnt sometimes with people. But they matter enough for you to get in there with them. You hear me or not? Number four. And we're done. Boy, this was rough. We've got to go. It's not rough. This is good stuff. My spirit, what they see. So my mouth, truth or lie, my touch, hurtful or kind, my heart, hateful or loving, my spirit, they see it. Sincere or phony. The world are really smart people. The lost out there are smart people. Don't think that they're dumb. They're smart. They can see phoniness. And it keeps them from coming here. Your family's that way. They can see it in you and me. So, make no false oath. That's what Zechariah said. Make no oh, I love God, I love Jesus, but you're living a life that is not anything like that. The church, the, the world calls us what? It starts with an H. Hypocrites. How are we going to combat that? Well, 
Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are, are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Live like that. Be sincere. Those things which you have, this is Paul speaking, those things which you've both learned and you've received and you've heard and you've seen in me, do, do, do right. Do the right thing. And the God of peace will be with you. Be real. Say that with me. Be what? Real. But if you're a real phony, I don't mean that. That mean, I mean change. Okay? That's just the way I am. Well, you're lousy at persuading people for Jesus Christ. And that's why we're here. Therefore, seeing we had this ministry as we've received mercy, we faint not. But we've renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. We're believers in Christ. We walk not in craftiness, nor handle the Word of God deceitfully. Boy, that's something. But by the manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience. Can you commend yourself to somebody else's conscience? Can they meet you and leave and mull it over in their mind and their head and remember what they saw and they saw something that was good? If our gospel's hid, it's hid to them that are what? Lost. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And that's you and me bringing Jesus. For we don't preach ourselves. But Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your what? For whose sake? Did we learn something today? Persuading people. That's how, though many times I've messed it up, but that's how we started a church and we built a church. That's how we'll continue to build a church, by persuading people. So I hope you heard loud and clear. For God has commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in Christ, in the face of Christ Jesus. Roger, I'm late. i got to quit. I'm done, buddy. Do you have the points one more time? They're coming, aren't they? Where are they at? We've heard God's with you. We've heard God's with you. Is that what people say in Inglewood? Is that what people say in Port Charlotte and around the area? When they hear me on the radio or watch us online, do they hear, do they, they hear that God's with us? Boy, I'd love that to be the message of this church. You hear me or not? I want to go there. I hear God's with them. Amen. I hear that, that they love God, that they love Jesus, that when we come in, if we're not dressed just so fancy, it's okay. The preacher's not better than us there. He's just like us. He's got problems too. I want that to be our message. Did you hear me or not? And I think it's a winning message. Say them with me one more time. Four things. Tell the truth. Make righteous and peaceful decisions. Think and speak good things about people. And last one, be sincere and detest phoniness in your commitment to God and your commitment to others. Let's thank the Lord for the word. We're done. Amen. Boom. Out of here. Amen. Let's get on up. Come on.